all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another preview episode of the Who Dat Discussion, the last regular season preview episode of the Houdat discussion as again it should definitely be a very fun show in store for you guys as always I'm your host Andrew Galata you could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata and then also you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Houdat Dis and we got the Saints we got the Panthers here in week 17 and first before we start definitely want to say happy new year as we're gonna be ringing in 2021 here with this preview this episode will go out on january 1st of 2021 so definitely happy new year to all you guys out there that are listening and again hopefully 2021 is the year of the saints they'll be back in the playoffs they'll be playing games in 2021 now we're hoping that this team can finally cash in on their fourth straight playoff appearance and obviously they clinched the nfc south last week and that was great but Again, one not done. That, that That's the slogan for this year, like on all the shirts for the divisions, it's one not done. And that's what the Saints team is. They are not done. And week 17, it's it should be a fun one. We got Saints, we got Panthers here in this one. I think we're just going to jump right into our notes. But we're going to start our notes segment here talking a little bit about just playoff matchups and playoff scenarios is what I should say here. As the Saints are still in play for the one seed They would need the Packers to lose to the Bears. They would need Seattle to win against the 49ers. And then obviously the Saints would have to take care of business against the Panthers. So I do think that is really interesting when, you know, we look at these games and these situations. And, you know, if that all happens, the Saints would get the one seed. I wouldn't kind of like bank on that happening. Like right now, I'm just kind of saying, okay, we're going to get the two seed, it seems, and kind of is what it is. Let's get healthy. Let's get on the right track here going into Wild Card Weekend. But to even have an opportunity to try to get the one seed, I think with all the injuries this season, that's definitely, I think, a great thing to have. And you never know, maybe the Bears with Mitchell Drabitsky, because I think that's the game. I think a lot of people think the Seahawks will win. I think a lot of people think the Saints will win. And then it's just down to the Bears getting that upset. And if they win, they're in the playoffs. So the Bears have a lot to play for. Obviously, the Packers do too, but maybe there's going to be a little magic in that game. Mitch Trubisky could kind of rewrite his story here as the Bears try to make some noise here in that game and then beyond to the playoffs. So that should definitely be very interesting. So that's kind of what's at stake here in this Week 17. I mean, if you lose, it doesn't mean that much. You're either a two or a three seed, and that really doesn't even guarantee you any opponent right now. Like, we don't know, because it seems like the Bucs, they'll be the five, and they're going to play the winner of the NFC East, whoever that is, or I really should say the NFC least, because that's just the division it's been this year. So really coming into this game, a lot is still up for grabs here for the Saints, and it should definitely be very interesting. I think they'll be playing hard, trying to at least get a rhythm here going into you know, the playoffs and, you know, if it's a two seed, you're playing wild card weekend. So you got to get that rhythm. It's definitely imperative. You cannot go out the way you did last year, which is just having a bad game in the playoffs. Like you can't have a clunker. I think that's the big thing here for the Saints this year. I mean, if you get bounced out after having a good game and giving it, you know, the Saints hundred percent game, like this is our full potential and we lose, that's something. But obviously last year, the Saints had a clunker and, Again, they didn't play to their full potential. Hopefully this year we see the opposite and they do play to the full potential. And if they do that, I think they will go 
really far in this postseason. But now I do want to jump over here to our notes for this game specifically here, week 17. And the Saints do have a 72.8% chance to win this one, according to ESPN's matchup predictor. And then they're also favored by six and a half points. So again, everyone's thinking that the Saints will win this game when you look at the analytics or with what Vegas is saying. And if the Saints do win this game, that means they'd sweep the NFC South, which has never been done. So that would obviously be really good. That's a 6-0 record in your division. That just shows how tough and out the Saints will be. If they can play and have a lot of success with division teams, and I do think that's something that's really important here going into the playoffs. Because if you can beat division games, those are hard-fought games, and you know sometimes they have those playoff atmospheres around them, I do think that it does have some weight into it. So winning this game and kind of converting to that 6-0 record I think is really big here for the Saints. And it just shows that the Saints own the South, and no one's taking it from them right now. So I do think that's interesting there. And then moving over to our team stats as always. So starting off here on the offense, down with the Saints here. So the yards, the Saints are ninth, points they're fourth, and I do think that's really big. I mean, obviously the 52-point showing and drubbing that they had against the Vikings will help this a lot. They go back into the top 10 of yards. Now they're ninth there. So again, I think this offense is starting to click at the right time because you just see it like Breeze every week now. He's starting to get better and better. When you have Alan Kamara running the ball like he did last week, I don't know who's going to be stopping the Saints. But it's just really interesting to see how this Saints offense is coming together. And then you're also going to add Mike Thomas into this offense. You're going to add Deontay Harris on top of, you know, obviously Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, um, Mark West Calloway right now, Jared Cook. Again, I feel like it's only going to get better here for the Saints. And I do think that right now I am pretty confident about where this offense is headed. And especially going into the postseason and this week, I do think that they're going to have a nice week this week against a Panthers defense that isn't so good and has holes and they don't have much to play for. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were checked out this week. And I mean, maybe they're not because I do feel like this team's well coached. And I think that like Teddy Bridgewater thinks he has a lot to play for against his former team. But I do think the Saints offense should be able to kind of churn nicely, just like they did last time when these two teams faced. And again, I hope those team rankings then will go even higher because I feel like going into the postseason, when you get Mike Thomas back, I think that's just going to be so big time of possession wise. I think it's going to be big to get first downs, convert big third downs. It's all just going to be so, so big. And Deontay Harris gets some speed or more speed in there here. Again, I really like where this Saints offense is headed. And now you have Priest throwing the ball deep. It's just obviously really, really nice. I mean, if he's throwing the ball nice downfield, and that just adds a different dimension to this team. And I think that if he just can complete a few deep balls and then he's hitting the intermediate throws nicely, just like he was last week, that short stuff is going to be worked out. We all know how good Drew Brees in the, is in the short areas. And if he could just add, you know, more intermediates, and he's been doing that over the last two weeks, and then just once in a while could hit him with the deep shots, it's going to be very, very important because... What we've really seen here from what teams try to do in the playoffs, they try to get that interior pressure, which it seems like Cesar Ruiz is coming into his own. It seems like that interior is starting to play better. And then over the middle, they try to stop the over the middle. So that means you got to win on the outsides one-on-one. You're hoping Emmanuel Sanders can do that in the postseason. You're hoping Michael Thomas can do that in the postseason. And then you're hoping Brees can hit a few deep balls so they can't you know, just guard over the middle and muddy that up. And that should open up big plays for Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, and everybody else in the you know interior of the field so you know it's between 
you know, the, the yard marks and, you know, the hash marks. I, I really feel like that would be the way to kind of combat what defenses usually try to do to the Saints in the postseason, which is, you know, try to muddy the middle of the field. I mean, maybe teams won't do that anymore. I don't know. But usually they want to challenge the outside receivers, challenge Breeze to make those one-on-one throws down the field. And again, I mean, I feel like I'm more confident with Breeze's arm right now to where the Saints are receiver-wise. Once they get Michael Thomas back, then you'll have Emmanuel Sanders in a lot of one-on-one situations. You'll have Marquez Callaway as well. I really like how this offense is starting to churn. So I am confident with the Saints offense going into the postseason. And then also the Saints have a really hot back right now with Alvin Kamara. You know, even the last few years, when Kamara gets into the postseason, he still looks banged up and it's just not like he's not at the full, I feel, especially last year. And now he's coming in full, ready to go. And I'm expecting some big games from Alvin Kamara once we hit the postseason and this week as well, to be quite honest with you. I think he's getting onto a roll at the right time. And I feel like this whole Saints offense is, and I know we said this last year, but I think it's different. I I think the Saints offense is going to come up and they're obviously not at their peak yet. I think they still have some ways to, a little ways to go. And I think once Michael Thomas comes back, they'll hit it. But right now I feel like the Saints are on their way to being a dominating offense at the right time. So I think that's really big. And then you flip it over to Carolina's offense, and they're 20th in yards and 23rd in points. And I think Teddy Bridgewater and company, Joe Brady, they have this team going in the right direction. I just don't think they're there yet. I mean, I feel like not having Christian McCaffrey basically the whole year has a lot to do with the pretty low rankings. They're not going to have him on Sunday. They're probably not going to have Mike Davis on Sunday either. So, Again, they're not going to have much of a, a running game in this in this one here. It's going to be Trenton Cannon, Rodney Smith here. On the, on the outside, you obviously have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. We know these guys have a lot of weapons, and I do think this is a big test for the Saints, and we're going to get into it a little ev- a little later excuse me, um, because it's going to be very interesting to see what the Saints do without Quan Alexander because what the Panthers do really well is that short to intermediate game, and they're able to get open and move the chains. The Saints had a lot of trouble with that the last time these teams played, but we know how much the Saints defense got better. So I do think that's obviously very, very important. But again, this offense, I think, could hit. But right now, especially without their wide receivers, or excuse me, especially without their running backs. Sorry there. um, I do think that this Saints defense could take advantage of them just because if you can't run the ball, Teddy Bridgewater, he's no Patrick Mahomes. He, to me, he's a very solid quarterback, but he's not, you know, this elite stud who can win without running games, especially against a top five defense. And that's really what he's going to be facing. So I do think that the Saints defense has some opportunities, but I think it's very important to see what they do without Quan Alexander. And we'll get into that a little later. So I do think that will be very important there. And then moving over to the defense here with the Saints, they're third in yards, eighth in points, top five, top 10 defense, whatever you want to call them. I do think they're elite right now. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do without Quan Alexander. And it seems like they won't have Marcus Williams either. But I think that Williams should be back before the playoffs. So he should be back for the playoffs, I really should say, and wildcard weekend. So I think the Saints are holding him out this week for him to be 100% good to go for the postseason. So this week, I, I think it will test the Saints' depth. It seems like they're going to get Trey Hendrickson back. So that's good. But they're going to obviously be without Marcus Williams. But it's going to test their depth here without Quan, without Marcus Williams. Let's see what this team can do. And then next week, once you get Marcus Williams back, again, I think this defense becomes different, especially on the back end. They get a lot better. But we'll see how this depth gets tested here on Sunday. 
And then Carolina, they're actually 18th in both categories. Pretty, you know, average to below average defense of what they're putting out. And they're not going to have Brian Burns, who's their big pass rusher. They'll know Kwan Short. Uh, so that's going to be a bad loss for them as well. So, again, we know the back end is not so good to start. And now you're losing some guys, you know, on the defensive line. I think it's going to be a tough day for the Panthers' defense. And they struggled the first time these two teams played. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, struggled again. And to me, they don't have really an answer for Alvin Kamara. They don't have an answer for what the Saints are doing in the passing game to me as well. And even though they're 18th ranked and they've gotten better without Brian Burns, without, you know, Quan Short, I do think that um, it's definitely going to be an issue here for this Panthers uh, defense. And then, you know, the back end isn't anything to like tout about. Rasul Douglas, Dante Jackson... Uh, Troy Pride may play, may not. He'll probably be questionable into this one. But again, you have Trey Boston, Justin Burris, nothing outstanding back there. So that's just kind of what it is here for this. But I, I do see some holes in their defense that the Saints could definitely take advantage of. So that's definitely something to look at there. So before we get into our intriguing matchups, I do want to take a look here at the injury report. Starting off with the Saints We're recording this on New Year's Eve. I'll have it out uh, New Year's Day morning. So Again, these are going to be through Wednesday. So starting off with the Saints, they had two players that didn't practice here on Wednesday and Thursday, and that would be Josh Hill and Marcus Williams. We already talked about Marcus Williams, so he should be back for the playoffs, but that's definitely a situation you should look at here going forward. And then Josh Hill, he has that hand injury, and it seems like he won't go Sunday. And beyond that, we don't really know yet. So I do feel like the Saints could handle this injury the way Adam Troutman's playing, and he's you know picked up this offense I really feel comfortable uh, with him playing Hill's position and, you know, what he's doing. And I'm very, very happy of Troutman's early, um, you know, production and the way he's progressing as a player. So I think that's good. Every other player on the injury report was a full practice. So that's obviously really good. You know, you got Nick Easton, Andrews Pete, Malcolm Brown, Trey Hendrickson, Tavis Murray, David Onyemata. So they're all full practice. So that's obviously really big for the Saints. And then one more thing. The Saints did place safety Chauncey Garner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce, on the COVID-19 reserve list. So we don't know if he's a close contact or if he tested positive with symptoms, without symptoms. We all don't know that. But definitely, you know, wishing the best to Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Hopefully, you know, um, if he's sick, if he tested positive, definitely get well soon. And, uh, you know, we're definitely rooting for you here at the Houdat Nation. And, um, you know, I think it's important to look at that because if the Saints don't have Chauncey Garner-Johnson, that's another player missing in the secondary. And I feel like especially the back end of this Saints defense, they are very, very battle tested because they have played without Marshawn Lattimore, without uh, Janoris Jenkins, without Marcus Williams, and now potentially without Chauncey Garner-Johnson. I think that is, you know, it's, it's played without all those guys and still have a lot of success, especially late in the season, you know, hats off to them, but definitely, uh, you know, rooting for Chauncey Garner-Johnson here in this one to hopefully gets back to the Saints as soon as possible there. And then moving over to the Panthers here, as they do have four players that didn't practice and all starters. So that's obviously a big blow for them. Brian Burns, the defensive end, Mike Davis, the running back, Christian McCaffrey, as we know, um, as well, and then Russell Okung, their tackle. So those are big injuries for them. And they also had Troy Pride. We talked about him. Didn't practice on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. So that's just kind of what it was here for 
the Panthers. And just one more thing. I mean, it's not a player that um, is on the COVID-19 reserve, but Mickey Loomis, the Saints GM, um, he's working virtually after he was in high contact or close with someone else that tested positive. So he'll be working remotely. So just a quick uh, kind of point there that was reported, I believe, by Ian Rappaport. So that's just kind of what it was here for the injury report. So moving over to our intriguing matchups. And, you know, I, th- I think we got to start here of how the Saints defense kind of deals with this Kawan Alexander injury because we all know how good the Panthers are in those short and intermediate areas. You know, you look at their receivers, they can win in that short game. They also can win deep. You know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, they're good at spacing out the ball and getting it to these guys. And not having Kwan definitely hurts because he's a very speedy guy. And I want to see what the Saints do in that scenario because I think when you look at Alex Anzalone, he's kind of a steady guy. You know, he's not going to, you know, make these huge, huge plays like Kwan does, these huge athletic plays. But then he's also not going to like miss holes sometimes like Kwan does. So it's kind of like a boomer bust with Kwan. And usually it's boom. But, you know, sometimes you get those bust plays. But with Anzalone, it's kind of just like steady Eddie. You're going to get what you get. And obviously that means Demario Davis has to do more than other guys. But I want to see how the Saints play this. Do they put, you know, more nickel and dime you know, looks in there where you get to cover a guy like Anzalone? It's definitely really interesting to see what they do. I would like to try out Anzalone. Maybe he learned something after getting benched. Maybe, you know, it was a kick in the rear end for him. You know, maybe it was. Like, he just came in. He's like, oh, like, my job got took. I got to take it back. And what if he comes in, plays really good like he did back in 2018? I, I, I do think that's really, really big here for this Saints defense. And that's something that I definitely want to look at. Like, how does this Saints defense scheme to kind of cover up Kwan's loss? So... Again, do they use Anzalone fully? Do they put him in that same role? Do they put him in a limited role and then give Demario Davis a lot of extra responsibility? Do they play more dime and give that responsibility, um, you know, the the linebacker responsibility to a guy in the secondary? Very, very interesting to see how it all works out. Will be a mix of everything. Um, definitely, that's something a matchup, especially against this team that there's a lot in the short areas and you know puts a lot of stress on the linebackers. I do think that's really important going into this one. Our second matchup, flipping over to the offense, is about Drew Brees and how can he get, you know, even better? How can he progress further, especially against the Panthers defense that isn't too good against the pass? I mean, when you're looking at them right now, they definitely have some holes here. And I think that's somewhere that the Saints uh, could definitely take advantage. And they did the last game, so let's see if they can do it now. And right now, when you look at that back end, it isn't spectacular. You have a lot of young guys and they're obviously growing but especially with the Saints offense that, you know, they're able to spread them out. They're able to confuse defenses and especially young defenses and, you know, back ends. I think this is a really nice matchup for this Saints defense or Saints offense, excuse me. And I think that Drew Brees should be able to obviously use his cerebralness and being able to put guys in the right place, put the ball in the right place in this game fully. So, you know, can they take advantage of that? And I think that will show Brees' progression because if he can, he has a great game. You're like going to the playoffs. We got vintage Brees back. And again, if he could throw the ball downfield, we want to look at that. Will they take those deep shots with Emmanuel Sanders? Will they continue to build that chemistry between Breeze and Marquez Callaway? I think it's all very important. And I want to see Jared Cook have some big plays and no bad plays. Let's have three really positive plays from Cook or four or five really positive plays from Cook and zero negative plays. That's, I think, a big point here for this matchup. I want to see what Breeze can do against a young secondary on his way back to this recovery because I think he's getting better and better every week and I think he's showing things that he didn't earlier in the season and I think 
we were all fine with the Deacon dunk, especially when the offense was starting to really starting to hum. But now if you can kind of get to that intermediate to deep range, you know, that 20-yard range, I think that's somewhere if you can live more there and be efficient there, that adds another point to the Saints offense and a dimension to it that almost makes it unstoppable when you have the 2019 Offensive Player of the Year and Alvin Kamara playing like he has been. I think it's just really, really important there. And then speaking of Alvin Kamara, moving over to our third matchup, what is he going to do as an encore? Six touchdowns. We didn't even speak of that here in this episode. I mean, coming off of a six-touchdown game, over 150 yards, over 170 scrimmage yards, what does he do as an encore? And I think that's going to be really interesting going into this one. I think he needs like 68 yards for an 1,000-yard season, which for him would be outstanding and really just be an exclamation on his wonderful season. And he's just getting, I think, to his peak here in 2020. I think he's just getting to his top of his game you know, the kind of prime of this season. This is where Alvin Kamara is getting to and peaking right at the best time. So again, I'm very, very happy to see what Kamara can do. And if they can get him a big role in the playoffs, because I think a lot of teams will try to scheme to, you know, stop him, but then that should leave Michael Thomas open. But I feel like in the playoffs, Alvin Kamara, especially on the ground, hasn't been so, so productive. I think he's been productive getting touchdowns, but the yardage really hasn't been there. I would like to see, or especially since like 2017. Like 2017, he was great. And then 2018, he was still good, but not the best. And then last year, everyone was bad. So, and he was banged up. So I feel like getting him to that top level would be really, really important here for the Saints. And I think, look, Alvin Kamara could bail the Saints out if they're not having a good day. He has that potential. And I think he could, to be quite honest with you, especially when you have Michael Thomas and you have to worry about him as another just elite weapon for the Saints offense. And again, if Drew Brees is playing really good and it's, it's all coming together, I really feel like it is. And maybe I'm sounding too optimistic, but we'll see what happens this week. But if they win big this week and they're starting to click on all cylinders, it's watch out. And I and I really do think that it's like, again, we'll see how the, pan, the, the, the Packers play. And they just had a really nice win against the Titans. But I think a lot of people put too much kind of stake in that game. It was an, you know, an, an AFC opponent against a team that doesn't really have the best defenses. I think the Saints match up much better against the Packers than a lot of people think. Again, I feel like the Saints team's going under the radar, which is probably the best right now. A lot of people are sleeping on them. A lot of people are hating on them. And I feel like right now, if this offense starts to peak, the defense gets healthy enough where, you know, we start to see them make plays. Hopefully they get a few turnovers. That was a big thing when this defense started to turn it around. It was turnovers. Then over the last few weeks, they haven't had many. Can they get back to that? That will obviously be very important but I digress (laughs) talking about you know where the Saints could go this season so we next we are going to get into our group by group preview but first we are going to take a quick break you are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast welcome back into the Houdat Discussion and now we're going to get into our group by group preview here between the Saints And the Panthers, this is where we go through each group, say who's better, the Saints or the Panthers. As always, we'll start off with our quarterbacks. We got Teddy Bridgewater, former Saints quarterback, and then obviously the legend Drew Brees. I'm going to take Brees in this one as I I think this is the game where it gets even better for Drew. I don't know if it's peak yet, but I think it gets very, very close to that. And then maybe it gets peak when Michael Thomas comes in here, Uh, but... I really feel confident about Breeze right now and how he's playing. I think 
that we're starting to see that arm starting to warm up and ready to go. And maybe that, that four week break was just what he needed. So that's something that would be huge having just this perfect and this vintage Drew Brees going into the playoffs. That would obviously be huge. And Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like he's been pretty solid this year. I think he's a guy that you can build a team around and you can be very, very successful with. And he's a guy that, you know, if he was in the Saints room still, I'd be pretty confident with him, you know, moving forward and taking the keys to the franchise. But, you know, he has the keys to Carolina's franchise. So, again, it's definitely going to be interesting to see him play again. He had an amazing game against the Saints. He was very, very efficient moving the ball down the field. And the only reason they scored 24 points was because the other side was more efficient at putting points on the board and having these long drives. It was it was a really good offensive uh, showdown between these two teams. And I feel like Bridgewater probably has another good day, but not good enough to beat Drew Brees. And I think that right now, especially without a running back, I think it's going to really hurt this Panther squad and it's going to put too much on Bridgewater. And hopefully you can kind of have a few mistakes by him and you could capitalize off of it. And I feel like right now his mistakes probably won't come in the interception realm. It's more going to be probably him taking too long, get get to him and sack him or, you know, get a lot of three and outs, but uh, maybe a fumble issue. That would obviously be really big, but that's what I'm thinking for the quarterbacks. And I think Breeze has an edge. Moving over to the skill position group here, and especially without Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey, got to give the edge to the Saints just after what Alvin Kamara did. I mean, Alvin Kamara just had six touchdowns, 155 yards. I mean, you could really make a case for him to be better than Derrick Henry right now, which may be crazy, but he has 21 touchdowns Kamara combined. I mean, if he can get a 1,000-yard rushing season and he'd be the Saints' leading receiver as well, I mean, he is, to me, one of the best cases for Offensive Player of the Year right now. And if he has another huge game where he's able to hit the end zone, I mean, you would honestly take him, you know, if it was just him and a bunch of practice squad players, I I would take him probably over this Panthers group, which just says how good Alvin Kamara is. It's not a slight on the Panthers. It just shows how good he is. And the Saints don't have all practice squad players. You do have Emmanuel Sanders. You do have Jared Cook and Marcos Calloway. Um, You know, look, I think he's a player that's really growing into his own and then after that, you kind of have a few practice squad players. But, I mean, Latavius Murray, too. You know, I, I really like how the Saints skill position group played last week. So I hope they can just continue that, get better, and I'll take them here. And Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. It's a really good receiving group and probably better than what the Saints are doing right now. But when you have Rodney Smith and Trenton Cannon starting as your running backs and Alvin Kamara's on the other side, I'll take the Saints. So that's just what it is for the skill position group. Moving it over to the offensive line here and I'm going to take the Saints here because I really feel like especially they're going to get healthy in this one they're going to have their interior full ready to go it seems and I feel I really feel like they're coming together as well and when you look at the Panthers they'll be without Russell Okun one of their tackles so I think that's important here uh, going into when you're talking about this this game and I do think that it's a big loss for the Panthers and you know when when you look at their group it's it's not awful um, you know, but I feel like the Saints definitely have a better group right now. And when you just look at you know, what they're doing, you know, in, in terms of, you know, PFF grades or something, it seems like they're kind of you know, below average. I mean, you have like Matt Paredes, who's you know, 23rd right now among centers. You have your guards are like 50th, which is you know, pretty middle of the pack. I mean, to like below. And then, you know, without Okun, again, he was a guy that was a really good tackle Opposite him is Taylor uh, Moten, and he looks good. He's the ninth uh, graded PFF grade, so that's definitely good. But it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do without him. They don't have much depth behind uh, Okung right now, so 
we'll see how it all works out. But I'll take the Saints and what they're doing. And I think they're getting hot at the right time, which I think is really important. And you saw what they did last week. You know, Taron Armstead was just like manhandling guys. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that scene in The Blind Side where, um, you know, Mike Lore was blocking guys like out of the stadium. That's what Taron Armstead was doing on Sunday. and Or Friday, I really should say. Um, but that was just an amazing game from the offensive line. I think they continue that into this one. And they get this edge here and that's a full sweep on offense and very very similar on defense here right now as I feel like the Saints coming in if Troy Hendrickson plays which it looks like he will I'll give the edge to the Saints here on the defensive line I think what Trey Hendrickson's able to do 12 and a half sacks he's still second in the league after missing a game that just shows how good he's been he's been really good against the run as well and I think that showed last week like Donald Cook had all, all of his success excuse me there against Marcus Davenport and just shows Davenport kind of fell off a little bit and the Saints need him to get back to you know the level where he can come in and be you know impactful in you know pass rush situations and also against the run too he was good against the run and all of a sudden you know lately it has it's been a little shaky but again we hope that he gets better but having Troy Hendricks in I think that's you know huge and he's a guy that's really stepped up this year and he's been a really impactful player and he's a guy that should be a pro baller. And, and, and that's just what it is here. Obviously, Cameron Jordan. And then what the Saints are doing, they're going to get Malcolm Brown back. That's huge with stopping the run as well. And, you know, I'm feeling confident if everyone comes back and is healthy and ready to go, you're feeling really, really confident what the Saints could do in their defensive line. And that's something that, again, I think maybe people, especially after last week, oh, they couldn't get after Kirk Cousins. I think watch what they do this week at, you know, healthy. I'm really excited to see what they do there. And then moving it over to the Panthers, they'll be without Brian Burns, who's, you know, been their big pass rusher here. You know, he has nine sacks this season. You know, he's been very solid. And they're going to be without Kawan Short, which is another loss on their interior. So, again, it, they're coming in with, you know, um, Yader Gross-Matos, you know, guys like that. He's probably going to take over in this one. Um, they have Abada as well. Um, Zach Kerr, Derek Brown, you know, th- th- they're coming in here. I feel like, you know, not, they're very, very young. And, you know, it's not like awful and they've played well at times. You know, last week they played really good against the Washington football team as they got their uh, fifth win. But right now I'm, you know, going to take the Saints and especially they're going to be banged up and, you know, they'll be without a few starters. That's definitely going to be really important when looking at this game. Moving over to the linebackers. And again, to me, it's interesting. Um, Right now you have Jeremy Chin who plays safety and linebacker. You have um, Jermaine Carter, who's their middle linebacker, and then Shaq Thompson, who is obviously kind of that big name of that defense, or especially the middle of the defense. And with the Saints, you have Demario Davis, Alex Anzalone, and I don't know, it's almost a push, because um, I don't know what the Saints are going to be with Alex Anzalone right now. I mean, I'm going to give a slight edge to the Saints, because I do just know how good Demario Davis is, and he's definitely the most impactful player here when you look at these two groups. And I think Alex Anzalone comes up and plays well. And I think that he has a lot of motivation, chip on his shoulder after getting benched. I think he plays well here. And I feel right now, hopefully the Saints, what they do is keep Demario Davis's plate, you know, less full than what it was before, you know, when Kawan came. And I feel like he's much more impactful when, you know, maybe Alex Anzalone could take a little bit. Maybe it's someone else who could take a little bit more, you know, when they play in dime. But I wouldn't put everything on Demario Davis. And, and I guess when push comes to shove, you're going to do that because Demario does it so well. But I feel like he could be really impactful when, you know, you just take one thing off his plate. And if Alex Anzalone can just do one more thing than what he did, 
you know, before um, they added Kwan, and he could do everything, those things well and solid. I really feel like the Saints will kind of be fine here in the linebacking group, and I think they can work off of it. And I feel like this this defense, you know, you see you saw what they did against the Bucks. You know, they played the Bucks without Quan Alexander. It was the first game, and Alex Anzalone played great. And, you know, the defense played amazing, obviously. So they can play really good without uh, Quan Alexander. And I don't think that he was the full reason why this defense had the, the turnaround this season. So I'm going to give the edge to the Saints as I'm going to be optimistic and take the optimistic take as Alex Anzalone comes up to play and plays well. So that's just my take there. And then moving it over here to the secondary. And I'm going to take the Saints right now, even though they're pretty banged up. And maybe you want to give it a push because that's how banged up they are. But right now you have your corners that are healthy with Lattimore and Jenkins. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, I really should say. And then you're still going to have Malcolm Jenkins. You will have P.J. Williams back there. You will get P-Rob back, which I think is good. But you'll probably be without Chauncey Garner-Johnson, who's on the COVID-19 reserve list right now. And then I think they're going to rest Marcus Williams one more week just to be sure so then he's rearing to go ready for the playoffs. So definitely banged up here for the Saints. But I think they do enough to step up. And I think that they're going to be better here than this group with the Panthers, who actually have played pretty well this season. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit because coming into the season, you know, we thought the Panthers would be awful against the pass. And they've actually been better than expected. They've gotten a little worse throughout the year. Uh, but I feel like right now they, I think, were better than people expected at um, you know, they're kind of actually right around the Saints right now. So um, they're definitely pretty solid back there. Dante Jackson's played well. Russell, ja- Russell Douglas, excuse me, has played well. Their safeties, you know, Burris, Boston, Chin, they've all played well. So it's definitely really interesting when looking at what the Panthers are doing. Maybe I'm going to give it a push and not give the full sweep to the Saints as I'll give it a push there. But again, I feel like the Saints do have the edge on defense as well. Then moving over to special teams, they got Joey Sly, Joseph Charlton, and, you know, Farrell Cooper's back there, Trenton Canada's their returners for the Saints. Well, lots, I think he's getting out of that little funky hat earlier, but I think he's going to be just fine. And then Thomas Morstead, no punts last week, so let's hope that stands here uh, for uh, the Saints. But, you know, I, I still think that, you know, I trust Morstead going into the playoffs and all that stuff there. So um, I'll take the Saints, um, and I, I feel like right now, with Marquez Callaway, he's a really good returner, and to have him, you know, and Deontay Harris is waiting in the wings of the playoffs, it's just, you know, it's a great situation to have, and with coaching to fill out this special teams coaching group, I'm gonna take what the Saints are doing, Sean Payton, love what he's doing, and he's gonna get them ready to play this game, and, you know, not only for the seeding, but just to have, get that rhythm going into the playoffs, we all know it's very important, but, you know, you don't want to sacrifice health, so that's obviously the main thing, so, um, big here for the Saints, but I do think they get uh, this this win here and the special teams coaching. I think they do have the edge there. Final score, I'm going to go 35. I think the Saints score over 30. I think they have a big output there. 35-23, that's what I'm going to go. I think it's double digits. I don't, I, don't, I don't think like it's a complete blowout, like a 20-point blowout, but I think the Saints do win by double digits, and I feel like they have a nice convincing win, and if they get some help from the Bears, you never know. I mean, I'm probably going to pick the Packers, but you never know. Maybe the Bears give us a huge help. Seahawks win, and the Saints will be sitting out wildcard weekend. That would be extremely nice, but we'll just have to wait and see. So that will obviously be very, very big. Can't wait until Sunday and just 4 o'clock you know, Eastern time. So, you know, 3 o'clock Central time, 325 Central time, and all this stuff gets worked out. So that definitely should be really fun. 
But with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means Twitter at the Who Dat Dis on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion. And then also you can listen to the Who Dat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all of those sites. I'm definitely on iTunes. Give that five-star review going into the new year here, 2021. And hopefully... It brings, you know, the Saints some good luck here as it's, you know, we're going to have a playoff run here. And it should definitely be very fun. It's extremely exciting, you know, for this team. Fourth straight time they do it. And hopefully now fourth time is the charm here for kind of this nucleus here for the Saints. And we'll have to see what happens on Sunday. And next week we'll be back to recap it all. And then we're going to preview the whole playoffs, preview the Saints match up and see who you know they end up playing here will they get the bye will they not we'll definitely you know preview all of that stuff and that will be extremely fun as it will definitely be a busy week but with all that said i want to say thank you guys for listening turn it loose and who dat